0: Main Street to Wall Street. Global business celebrity and former Fortune 100 C suite executive Jeffrey Hazlett takes you inside the good, the bad, and the ugly of businesses today. Saddle up. It's time for all business with Jeffrey Hazlett. You've all heard me say that content is king, as content is essential to every business leader in every single industry. It helps build credibility, increase awareness, and can even increase sales. Today's guest is helping real estate agents do just that. We're going to see how it applies to other businesses as well. Laura Stewart is the co-founder of Fitigo. That stands from the ground up media and is also the director of sales and marketing for Canada's top real estate firm. Laura, welcome to All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett.
1: Jeffrey, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I think this is my first time being alive, so
0: I hope oh, I don't fantastic. mess it up. Well, don't, don't screw it up, please. Don't screw it up. We, <laughs> hey, where are we reaching you here in Canada?
1: So I'm here in uh, Toronto, actually, um, born and raised in, in the greater Toronto area, and my, my whole outfit is um, just sort of on the east end.
0: Do you know where Guelph is?
1: I went to the University of Guelph.
0: Oh oh okay see my one of my co-founders in the C-Suite network one of our leaders is from Guelph and so I always give her a hard time to, that sounds like it's a city in Hogwarts uh, with Harry Potter or something but <laughs> hey I know we, it's a very we got funny
1: names school. over here what can i say
0: yeah <laughs> very prestigious school so that's great to, great to have you here so like most individuals you didn't wind up in a career doing what you studied in school how does someone who has a degree in nutrition wind up in real estate
1: yeah, it's so funny. So that degree in nutrition was obtained at Guelph, the University of Guelph. And I guess, you know, it's, it's one of those things when you're young and you're listening to the guidance counselors and they're saying, look, all the successful people go to school for science. You got to be a doctor or something like that. I, I listened. Um, I said, I want to be successful. And I kind of went down that path. Um, early on in, into my, my degree, I kind of realized I don't really have a lot in common with the other people who were in my degree, my program, but I finished it anyways. Cause you know, at one point you're kind of like, well, I don't know what else to do. So let me just finish this degree. And then after that, I I knew very early on, like that was not going to be my path. And so I dabbled in a lot of different things. Um, I I've, I've had many careers already and, uh, and now uh, I'm landing in media. So I don't even know how, how that comes to be, but here we are.
0: Well, everybody's going to be in media before it's all over with, we have to be, and we're going to talk about that today. And and by the way, my daughter uh, graduated from nutrition, now running a very successful uh, rental clothing business for Asian women. And it's really, she grew by like a thousand percent. It's unbelievable. So maybe
1: nutrition is the the stepping stone into other things.
0: (laughs) Well, we certainly need it. That's for sure. That's what my doctor told me today. So (laughs) as I mentioned earlier, content is king. How are you incorporating content into the real estate industry?
1: Yeah, in about uh, 2018, my, uh, the owner of the real estate firm that I work for talked to me about doing a podcast. And quite honestly, I hadn't really heard about podcasting in 2018. Maybe I was behind the eight ball. I'm not so sure. But I said, well, that sounds really neat. We went into, the, we went into podcasting with the idea that let's create content to give solely to our database so that we can help educate um, our database on buying, selling, and investing in real estate. Um, it was about episode 12 where we started getting some traction and we started attracting um, other real estate agents. And over the course of a couple of years, we just were putting out so much content that we had a number of people who said, like, how can I do this for myself? I, you know, I, I, I want to run my real estate business similarly. I feel like I should put money towards this type of marketing versus the regular real estate marketing, which is, you know, putting your face up on a bus stop. Uh, or billboards and we said look I think there might be an opportunity here if we're getting asked enough times from enough agents that maybe we should lend out our staff the people who help us I have someone filming me right now and like maybe he could be better used to help to help some clients and that kind of was the birth of this media company it was never my dream to own a media company but as as we said before you just never really know where where life takes you
0: Well, it's kind of just by accident you start to do that. You step and repeat what you're doing. That's really how Fitigo got started, isn't it?
1: Exactly, exactly. It was, we started with just one client. We threw out the idea and we're like, would you be interested in this? Let's give it a try. And now it's kind of grown over the course of 10 months. We're still very new, but it's it's really exciting and I've learned a lot for sure.
0: So I have to ask, what are you doing um, or why are you doing this for your competitors? I mean, why would you do it for competitors? You're doing it for yourself.
1: Yeah, that's such a good point. It's it's interesting. In the real estate business, we always gave our clients a a book. Instead of a business card, we would give them a book. And it really was a guide on teaching people how to buy, sell, and invest all on their own. And I remember getting that same question then: like, why would you teach someone how to sell their own home? Here's the thing: the stats in in Canada suggest that only 2% of the population. Will ever actually try to sell their home on their own. And I wasn't going after that 2%. I said, well, let me educate the 98% with the hope that they'll come back to the person who educated them. And I think the same thing goes for, for the media company. Like I don't look at them so much as competition. There's enough business to go around. And I, I certainly think the cream will rise to the top, anyways. Um, it's it's it it doesn't feel ever like like I'm I'm Kind of watering down my own business by helping others, and in fact, it's the thing that I'm most passionate about—helping them succeed in their business.
0: Well, we talk about that credibility, because I think that's what's coming through when you talk about that. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come right back after this message. C-suite Radio. Hey, folks, we are back, and we're live streaming right here on LinkedIn and Facebook as I bring you all business with Jeffrey. Is it right here on C-suite Radio and C-suite TV? world's largest business podcast network. we got over 450 podcast shows today as you listen to this, depending on what day you're listening. We'll probably double that before the end of the year and we're growing like at 170%. So, so glad that all of you could join us and listen in. Hey, we were talking a little bit about credibility. Don't you find that by just telling people the truth, giving it, being open, honest about it, it really just comes back to you anyway?
1: That's that's exactly the point. I guess it's you know the world doing its thing, call it fate, call it karma, whatever it is that you believe in. I I definitely think by giving you somehow receive more. And that's kind of what's happened. The more that we gave people in our real estate company, the more information we gave people it allowed them to make better informed decisions. And by doing the content, what it really did was allowing us to kind of sell ourselves before we even got in the room with somebody so if if we schedule an appointment with someone who wants to buy a pre-construction condo we would send them a video beforehand on everything they needed to know by the time they actually met with us they were like just tell me where to sign like this and and it made the sale a lot a lot easier and so content and providing that extra bit of value has actually done really really well for us on both businesses
0: Well, I think real estate agents, like anyone, I keep telling, I don't care whether you're a real estate agent, you're a dry cleaner, you have to start generating content. You have to be seen as the expert and being genuine is a big part of that. You know, if you're going to start this business and be a part of content, and I think it's important for you to be that thought leader, even if you're a dry cleaner, you need to be known as the doctor of spots, you know, or, you know, or the top real estate agent. Is it, is it interesting that real estate agents seems to be a real leading professional with content?
1: Yeah, I think real estate agents tend to adopt these types of things a little bit faster, right? I, I we've we've had some clients that who aren't real estate agents and you can tell it's they're not sure why they're doing it or if they're going to win in content. Real estate agents are we're a funny breed and I throw myself in into it. We're very happy to spend our commission dollars on things that we think are going to help grow our business. So whether that's coaching, courses, media, marketing, whatever it is, we're, we're usually at the forefront of those things. Um, but at the same time, real estate, real estate professionals, they don't necessarily like to your point, want to give away their trade secrets. And so that's actually been a challenge for us to try to get people to understand that like it's okay like if the agent next door copies whatever you're doing like there's just so much business to go around and here's the thing with content not everyone jives with everybody Uh, there's probably some people watching now who are like I'm not feeling this girl so we were never going to do business together anyways right so I'm just really looking to sort through all these people and find the ones who really connect and resonate with me and you can do that a lot easier through content
0: Yeah, content's the new Google. It's a new search, right? And and the way to be able to find you is by knowing who the best person is out there. What's the biggest mistake people make when starting to create content?
1: I think the biggest mistake people make when starting to create content is that they try to be perfectionists about it. I hear that a lot from our clients like I'm a perfectionist and what and unfortunately what it usually comes down to is actually fear. They're fearing the judgment of others. They're fearing whether it's their family, their friends, other agents or people in the industry. And it and it comes down to that. And so they put too much thought into any one piece. They'll they'll say, Oh, I don't like how I look in that. Or I don't, I have a pimple today. I don't want to record. My hair's not good. Whatever it is. I need to lose five pounds before I start. You're thinking too much about it. And I always try and say to people, like, you got to be a little bit humble when you're creating content. No one's paying that much attention, at least at the start. And so just get the reps in and and put out the content and then get the feedback.
0: Yeah. By the way, all they have to do, Laura, is come and watch my show And they'll see you don't have to be perfect to do this. You don't have to be pretty to do this. And you can make my, I have verbal dyslexia. I make up words sometimes. So it's okay for you to do that. And by the way, you will get a little criticism from time to time. You know, as you get bigger, people write to you and say you have a face for radio, or they might tell you that their wife is a personal trainer. Would you like their number? You know, you get some of that stuff, but who cares? Pay attention to what you're doing. Uh, How do you grow business more and drive more sales consistently by creating content?
1: So content really has been the the full driver for everything we do on the real estate side. Um, it's, it's the, the new business card. Like you said, it's the new Google, right? So I already mentioned before we even meet with somebody, we give them a full roster of things that they can look at ahead of time. Um, that again, makes people more informed so that when they come in, um, they can better make decisions. You've already established a rapport before even meeting somebody. Um, and content really is kind of the cheap way to do that. I mean, you really don't need much more than your, than your phone. Right. And I think, um, that's also where some people tend to get it wrong is that they start buying all this equipment. They think they need a studio space and it needs to be all fancy. And I'm like, you just need a phone. You just need a phone and you just need to be spe- speaking continuously. And at some point, someone's going to say, you know what, now I'm ready. Because people aren't always ready to be buying or selling, right? But yeah. what are you doing to educate them or entertain them in the meantime so that when they finally are ready or they know someone who's ready to buy or sell, you're top of mind before anybody else?
0: Well, and think about that content, especially for real estate agent. I got a friend here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, who's always trying to show me farmland and real estate you know, out in the rural areas. And she's always grabbing a video and sending it to me and say, Jeff, look at this. They have a horse barn. They have this. They have that. And even that one-to-one is very important, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah. At the end of the day, nothing's going to beat the the actual rapport that you build with someone one-on-one. I always tell the agents who are doing this, guys, you still have to pick up the phone and you have to call people. It's not going to, you're not going to sell yourself. And I think people think that by doing the content, you're just going to start getting all these inbound leads. Yes, that happens, but it takes, it takes a good like two years of putting content out like nonstop for you to start getting those inbound leads. I I really look at content more as the high level branding, right? We all Mm -hmm. have a personal brand. I always say your personal brand is, is, it's really your reputation or what people say about you behind closed doors. You have a personal brand, whether you like it or not. So now let's just get strategic about what do we want our personal brand to say about ourselves? Use that as the high level funnel, but you still got to do, you got to be picking up the phone. You got to still focus on the the foundation of sales, which is actually kind of why we called the company from the ground up, because we don't want people to lose track. We're not trying to make you Instagram stars and YouTube stars. We're trying to help you do more business with your clients.
0: I'm so glad you said that because being an Instagram star and all that's just a bunch of crap. Anyway, this isn't a game about eyeballs and ears. It's a game about hearts and minds. And that's what you're really showing people how to do it. Be genuine. I call it the brand of you, Laura, if you sell yourself, you sell the business. If you sell the business, you sell you. So in essence, you have to become a media company, don't you?
1: Yeah, I think every, everyone really should look at themselves as a media company. And I think that's what we did really, really well on the real estate side is that we started doing ourselves that. And when you start thinking like, I, I am a, a, a business, I am, I have a brand. I, I took this one class when I was doing my MBA and we had to do a project and it was called Me Inc. And that really was all the mm-hmm. motivation I, I needed to understand like, if I'm a brand, what do I stand for? What, what is my logo? What, and uh, what, you know, What's the feeling and the vibe I want people to have when they meet with me? And I think what people also need to understand is by building a really strong personal brand, it opens doors for you. I, like I said, I never knew I was going to own a media company. That only happened because I was building a personal brand on the real estate side. But now it's, it's allowing me to kind of dabble my toe in other things, right? And I, I think that's really the high level of what, what personal branding can do for you.
0: You talked a little bit about, and i use the word engagement. How do you increase engagement? Because I think that's important, you know, to put it out there, but you got to get people to see it, view it, comment on it, you know, get engaged because engagement's the real key to measurement around your brand value. How do you do that?
1: Yeah, I think sometimes people look at the wrong metric, right? On social media, they look at how many followers they have or how how many many likes likes you're getting. (laughs) First of all, people can buy both of those things. What you really are looking for is engagement. So are people saving your posts? Are they sending them to their friends and family because they want other people to see? And ultimately, are they commenting? Not even necessarily in your post directly, but are they commenting when they meet you face-to-face, like, oh, I see you everywhere, or I feel like I know you even though I've never met you because I see you all the time. That's always really good feedback as well. I think to, to increase engagement, what people need to really consider is what part, as a real estate agent, you're not just a real estate agent. Right? You're a real estate agent and something else. Maybe you're a mother, maybe you like dogs, maybe you're into cooking, whatever it is. And it's really important to showcase those other sides of yourself because not everyone's always interested in getting real estate knowledge. So, how again am I engaging people? by showcasing other things that I'm interested in. And that usually sparks on a very interesting conversation. I I walk down the halls here at my brokerage and people always say, oh, it's the fashion girl. Like, when are you doing your next post, right? They're engaging with me because I showcase that I have other interests and passions. And I think that usually allows people to know you a bit better. Real estate professionals are funny though, because they think they need to be in the suit and the tie and 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 looking perfect and perfectly quaffed. It's like, no, I want to see you on the weekend. I want to see what other passions you have. What, what are you besides a real estate agent?
0: I want to see you with your grandkids. I want to see you out and about and having a real life. That's what it's all about. Speaking about real life, I need to take a real break. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this message. C-Suite Radio. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us and being a part of this uh, great session today. We're talking about the brand of you, marketing you as a brand, you know, sell you, sell the business, sell the business, sell you. I'm with Laura Stewart with FITIGU, which stands for From the Ground Up Media, and she's got into the media business, and so we're talking about how to grow your business. So you mentioned a little bit of time. It might take as much as two years, but how much time is enough to grow your audience, and what if it doesn't grow?
1: look, at the end of the day, talent is, is at some point going to boil down to that, right? If, if you're not charismatic and you're not connecting with people, then yeah, maybe, maybe content's not for you. Like you said, sometimes people say you have a face for radio. I always say I have a voice for, for blogs, right? Um, we're not all <laughs> talented, talented at everything. Um, I think if you carve yourself out a little niche, Again, as a real estate agent, look if you're doing 25 deals a year, at least in the Greater Toronto Area, where the purchase price is over a million dollars, you got a good little business. Yeah. So you just need to find 25 people every single year that connect with you, right? And so, you know, I, I I always say don't think about it too hard. Just post the content, like see get the feedback, and then and then you can kind of pivot from there and see see what's working, what's driving. I always, always tell people don't even start if you're not willing to commit to this for at least one year, because there's not, yeah, there's just not enough time. Like the people will put out a post and say it didn't do well. And then they take it down because they're embarrassed that they only got one, like, I'm like, that's one post. And again, no one cares about you as much as you think they do. People might see it. Maybe they're judging you. But then they've scrolled past it they've moved on they're thinking about their own problems and so i I think a a year is probably a good place you should start to get some traction after that
0: yeah i don't you know i i I don't worry about those things what other people think of me is just what what are they thinking about that's the most important key part that you can do when you're doing this don't pay attention to those likes don't pay attention to how many people are viewing it used to bother me when when less than ten thousand people would view the videos that we would put out but now i don't care again it's about how, not how many clicks or how many likes you got, but how many people do you need to respond to buy from you in a given year? So being able to push that, I think, is real important for it. So let me ask you about how are you teaching your clients to create a personal connection with their potential clients? What are you What are you telling them they should do? You're, you're mostly working with real estate agents, but what are you telling them they should do to make sure that they feel like they're connecting out there?
1: I think vulnerability helps, mm-hmm right? Um, if you're willing to share a little piece of yourself, maybe something that most people would find embarrassing or like a, like a
0: mistake they made with real estate or a mistake they made in, with a client 100%. and buying or something along those lines.
1: Yeah. It's so funny when we, we get some new agents where like, I want to do content. I'm brand new. I don't know enough about real estate to even you know, do a tip video for people, what should I do? And I'm like, look, just let me be a fly on the wall. As you learn, I can appreciate someone who's just getting started in any industry. And if you're asking questions to other people and you record that information, and, and you're learning along with me, that's that's great content. And I can appreciate you putting yourself out there in that vulnerability. I think that builds a lot of trust because I know you're not trying to hide. You're not trying to pretend like fake it till you make it. Like, no, I, I wanna see the growth. I wanna watch you. And I wanna be a part of your journey, right? If I know that you're just getting started, it, it, it excites me that I'm part of the journey and that hopefully in five years, I can say to people when you're Instagram famous, hey, I was following that person when they only had 50 followers. That's so cool, right? So I I think vulnerability is the key.
0: Yeah, I think that's important. Don't fake it till you make it. Just be the person you are. You can't be a maestro of an orchestra without playing a lot of bad notes to begin with. So how can any, let's think about this. You talk about real estate agents, but how can anyone benefit from starting a podcast?
1: A podcast, I think, is the holy grail, really, when it comes to content creation, particularly a video recorded podcast, because what you can do is you can have an hour long conversation with somebody and it can be. Uh, an industry expert, you don't need to be the expert of all things. So yeah, I do. I help real estate agents, but, and they might bring on a stager, for example, they don't need to know everything about staging or a mortgage broker. You don't need to know everything about mortgages, bring on the experts, you be the interviewer or, or the host ask really good questions. And then what you can do with that piece of content is actually clip it. Right. So we can put the full piece of content out on YouTube as an hour or 30 minutes. And then what we can do is clip it and take really good parts that you said, and put that on all the social media platforms so that you're continuously driving people to one of your pages.
0: That's fantastic. And where they want to find you, wherever that might be, you might like Facebook more than LinkedIn, but they might like LinkedIn or might like Instagram. It's a good, important way. Let me, from time to time, you're going to get negative comments. just, that's the nature of the business. If you're going to be a thought leader, you have to have haters. That's, a, that's one of the most important things you have to know. So how do you coach people dealing with negative comments on social media?
1: Yeah, I do get negative comments myself. I would say TikTok seems to be the worst for that. I don't know what it is. I think people can hide behind having no profile. And it's like, you know, TikTok user one, two, three, four. And they there's people spew hate, you know. Um, and I think what I always try to explain to my clients is, look, so for someone to take the time out of their day to watch your video, to feel a certain way, and then actually post a comment, there has to be something going on in that person's life. Real estate agents get ripped on all the times. We're all, I'm, I'm told I'm a crook all the time, that, you know, I, I, I shouldn't sell. No one should ever use a real estate agent. They're the worst. And I always say, look, I, I understand, like my comment back to them or my video back to them, I say, it sounds like you might have had a really unfortunate circumstance with, with a realtor. And I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I don't believe all realtors are, are bad, but you know, hopefully you find a good one or whatever it is. I always try to have compassion back in my response versus getting into these like wars online. I don't think that helps anybody.
0: Exactly. What, what would be the one piece of advice if you had to give one thing to tell people to get into the game, what would it be?
1: Consistency. Yeah. I, I, I think people put up one post and they think that's all it takes um, or they'll do they'll dabble in it every three days or so and they think that they're doing a really great job when it comes to content more is more the and people worry about the quality but the quality will come out of you doing it more for like for example Jeffrey I'm sure when you did your first show like it's probably not as good as it as it is today, right? Practice no. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Not a mention. We, I was talking to my former producer on CBS and my first show was an hour long that we figured out that people don't listen that long, even if it was really interesting. So, you know, we find out those kinds of rules. Hey, and to point out as we leave here today, I want to point out this one thing Laura mentioned is consistency. 38% of all podcasts never make it past the 10th month. 48%, 48% of all podcasts never make it past the first year. That one year that she told you about, it's very important to be able to go past because you'll be in the majority if you can do that. Laura, thanks so much for joining us right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett, right here on C-Suite Radio, C-Suite TV. And of course, I've been talking with Laura Stewart from Canada, from Guelph, one of the uh, prime institutions. And she is helping people with, uh, with uh, the ground up media. And uh, make sure you reach out to her. Laura, thanks for being on our show today.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Hey, at the end of every show, I like to talk about what I learned. I'm gonna tell you the key word. She said it right at the end, consistency. I gave you some insights that you have to be able to be consistent in order to be successful. You'll beat out everyone if you just last a year. You'll be in the top majority. And then if you can get it up to like 2,500 downloads, if you're a podcaster, you can be ahead of everybody else in the pack because that's what the average business podcast does per month is about 2,500 downloads. So be consistent in your quality, your content, and of course, in putting it out on a regular basis and you'll win the game. By the way, that's the way it usually works in business. The person that's the most consistent wins in the long run. And that's what I learned right here on All Business with Jeffrey Hazel.